When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. This is Get Up on ESPN. I'm Mike Greenberg in New York. We have a full crew together today to cover all the news in the world of sports, but there is only one place that we can begin, and that is with the latest on the health of Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, who remains hospitalized in critical condition after going into cardiac arrest on the field in Cincinnati on Monday night. Players and fans from across the National Football League and well beyond have rallied to Hamlin's support with vigils being held in Cincinnati and outside the Bill's home stadium. Yesterday, the Hamlin family released a statement that reads in part, On behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Dorian Glenn is Hamlin's uncle. He spoke with our Coley Harvey. It's kind of just like they're day to day. Um, he's improving from where he was yesterday. And, um, you know, we're just going to continue to pray. And I know that he's in great hands with the medical team he has here. Um, they've been doing a tremendous job just um, helping him with his recovery. I'm just happy that he's still here to fight. He's still here. He still has a chance to get better. He still has a chance to continue to be the positive impact that he's been on the community. And, um, you know, I, I find a lot of blessings within that. Our Jeremy Fowler is outside the Bills uh, practice facility with us this morning, and he joins us live. Uh, Jeremy, you spoke with Hamlin's agent, Ron Butler, yesterday. What more do we know? Well, Greeny, Butler told me that Hamlin's oxygen levels are improving, and that's a good sign. He was on 100% oxygen. That percentage has come down, which means that he is breathing some on his own. And they're closely monitoring his lungs after what happened on Monday night, and so they're cautiously optimistic. Butler said this is a day-to-day -day proposition where they're just hoping, praying, waiting for progress. So set the scene for us there in Buffalo as the Bills do have, at least as of this moment, a game scheduled for this weekend. What has it been like there in the city with the outpouring of support that Hamlin is receiving? Well, it's been a solemn 24 hours, but here at the stadium, there were two different prayer visuals. You had about 150 Buffalo Bills fans that stood out here to my left in the rain and prayed out loud for DeMar Hamlin. People took turns uh, saying out what they were feeling in the moment, praying for the power of healing. And so other than that, it's just been quiet in the Buffalo facility. But talking to people in the organization, they do feel better today than they did yesterday. Because when they went into a afternoon meeting, players and coaches, they really had no idea what was going on. And so they were scared. And they're still scared. But they've gotten more clarity. They've gotten some updates from the family. And so they're cautiously optimistic here that things are improving. So, Jeremy, the league announced yesterday that the game, which was in progress on Monday night, of course, the Bills and Bengals, would not be resumed this yeah. week. What, if any sense, do you have regarding the possibility it could still be played down the road? Well, Granny, I've spoken to multiple people with the team who are a bit skeptical that the game can be played again because they just don't see a clean way to do it. You're pressed up against Week 18. 
People here are saying, look, we've got to prepare for the New England Patriots right now. We have to be professionals and sort of hide our despair a little bit and get on the practice field and do our best, knowing that we can open up and talk to coaches and players about how we're feeling. And so they're juggling all that. They're really not thinking about Cincinnati. Now, I spoke to a league source who's involved in, and has knowledge of the scheduling process who said that, you know, you could push it back the wild card a few days, try to squeeze it in in the next 10 days, or you can try to move back the bye week leading into the Super Bowl. But other than that, it's just really hard to do. They do expect Commissioner Roger Goodell will look at all options on the table here, try to figure something out. I'm Jeremy Fowler, live with us from Buffalo. Outstanding as always. Thank you. And we will come back to you if there's any further developments there as I bring it out to the table here this morning. And welcome uh, for the first time today. An outstanding crew that we have for you today. Chris Canty played so many years in the NFL. Dominique Foxworth did as well. Was the president of the NFL. PAD Wood, Damian Woody played in the NFL for so long. And Kimberly Martin, our insider. I will start with you. As you spent the day yesterday, a day really unlike any in the history of pro football, certainly the recent history. Yeah. Speaking to people all across the league, what sorts of things were you hearing? Just how wonderful of a kid Damar is, um, a, a driven kid, a kid who was thinking about the bigger picture, um, a kid who was thinking about helping others, not just when he came into, you know, into the league, but that toy drive, which we've seen go from, you know, the modest ass of $2,300 or $2,500 to now over $5 million. He was doing that before he got into the league, um, thinking about others. He was a passionate guy. He was competitive. He's a, a guy who always set his sights on the NFL. Um, but around the league, beyond that, this is not just a, how are the Bills and Bengals doing story in a sense. The, the whole league is hurting. Um, I, I texted with Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach last night. He told me his defensive coordinator and his wide receivers coach were at Pitt. They, they coached DeMar. Um, you know, his defensive coordinator, his wife was actually DeMar's uh, academic counselor at Pitt. Um, you know, uh, there, are, there are teams right now, guys who know him from Pittsburgh, but just from being in the league and everybody is hurting and they're trying to, to compartmentalize emotions, which, which for the, we see players put emotions to the back burner to just do this job. You guys know to just do this job every, every day to practice, to play, you have to suspend reality in a sense. And what they witnessed was that could have been me, not just my fallen brother, but at any moment. And that you're asking them to unpack, to deal with, and also compartmentalize to play on Saturday and Sunday. It is a very difficult ask. Yeah, the league did announce yesterday that at least as of now, no changes to the Week 18 schedule mm -hmm. have been made. I suppose that doesn't mean they couldn't still make some if necessary. But as of now, there are two games scheduled to be played on Saturday and the rest on Sunday. And, and look, I've been around pro sports all of my adult life, but of course I was never a player. And so, Chris Canty, I can't put myself directly in the position of a person who has just witnessed, let's say, a member of the Buffalo Bills, someone who might be very close to DeMar Hamlin, um, having just watched all that we just saw with him on Monday and understanding the position situation that he remains in today, and at the same time trying to go through all of the necessary preparations to play a football game this coming weekend. It, it is remarkable. How would you imagine that is going there in Buffalo and other places around the NFL? Well, I'm sure it's hard for those Bills players to compartmentalize because on the one hand they're concerned about DeMar's well-being, but on the other hand, like Kmart said, they're faced with their own mortality. And we're not talking about football mortality. We're talking about their 
lives when they go out there and they play this game. You're faced with the realities of the danger of football in moments like what we saw on Monday night. But you have to also think about being accountable to your family, to the coaching staff, to your teammates, because all of them depend on you and all of them have sacrificed, including DeMar, has sacrificed to give you an opportunity to play the game that you love. And, Greeny, these are always tough spots when things like this happen because they become a referendum on football. And we're trying to chart a path forward, and players and coaches alike are having a tough time being able to process all of this. But ultimately, players want to play because they love this game. And so I think that's what has to be the focus in order to chart a path forward. That's going to be incredibly difficult without knowing the status of DeMar. But I think that has to be the mindset for the players and the coaches in that building in Buffalo today. Aaron, Nick, you and I were together a lot of yesterday. We did this show and then on my radio show a little later. And now we've had some more time to process all of this. Where is your head uh, right now with regard to all this? What just hit me while um, both Chris and Kimberly were talking was we're all talking about how players have to compartmentalize. And, yes, football players are quite good at it. We've all been on teams where things happen off the field and you leave it in that compartment and then you go to work. People lose parents. Things happen like that. Then you go to work. The tough thing about this is the DeMar Hamlin situation is in the compartment. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was on the field. It is what they're dealing with. And you talked about how other people around the league know him. Whether you know him or not, right. you still have to go play football after having seen what you saw. So there's a lot of stress and, uh, I think, trauma that guys are going to have to figure out how to deal with. And there's no time to deal with it Mm -hmm. because Wednesday is the first day of the work week for football teams. And these guys, I I, I think it's important for us to separate the football season and what's happening with uh, DeMar because those things aren't impacting each other at all. But these guys, they really – like they've committed to this, which Chris just said they've committed to this. And now they're being pulled – to, to engage with what's happening with DeMar, but also there's something in them. And I know if I was in that situation, there's something in me that's like, no, but this means a lot to us. This meant a lot to him, and we need to do the best that we can. I don't know how they're going to do no, it. No, that, that's right. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that at the same time, the, the, the health and condition of DeMar Hamlin is overwhelmingly the most important thing here, but that the continuation of these guys and their goals that they've been working for since July are also important, and that's a complicated thing, D. Wood, and again, you did this for so long in so many different circumstances as you've watched all of this. What thoughts have gone through your mind? Yeah, listen, it's um, quite honestly, it's a traumatic uh, situation that those guys are going through right now. Um, no one has ever witnessed anything that we saw on Monday night, so I, I, you know, I can't even begin to understand what the guys in both teams, Buffalo and Cincinnati, are going through as they prepare to move forward the season. You know, the crazy thing is the NFL waits for no one. Mm-hmm. You know, even in this particular situation, it's already been announced that week 18 is, is going on. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, you're literally trying to balance between the humanity of, of DeMar and the fact that we still got a season to play. We still got everything in front of us. Remember, everyone, you've been going at this since training camp. You have goals and aspirations that you still want to attain. And so for the players, that's a, that's a, it's a tough situation to juggle. But I think ultimately what these players are going to think is, 
You know what? You know the best way to honor him is go out there and try to put our best foot forward and, 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 and accomplish something that we know that he would want to be a part of as well, which is ultimately trying to win a championship. As you are well aware, if you've been around any form of media over the last 36 hours, there's been a remarkable outpouring of support for Hamlin, and many of the biggest names in the National Football League spoke about it yesterday, including Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers. It's a really personal thing for me. Uh, being a Pittsburgher, and, and that young man being a Pittsburgher, I've known that guy probably since he was about 12. Just got a lot of res respect and love for him as a human being. It's just cool to not only appreciate these guys in terms of where they are now, but to know them since they were younger people and to, to watch their maturation, their development. It's just an honor to get to know young people like that. Whether you, you know, you're currently playing or, or, or done playing, like you're shook about this because... You just never thought you would see something like this on the field. This is too big of an event for us to just gloss it over. And we're not even affected by it. We weren't playing the game, and that wasn't our teammate. But that's that's still one of our brothers, you know, who's down and fighting for his life. And I think it's important to show the, the proper uh, respect for, for him and, and for the Bills and everybody involved in that event. Just a small taste of some of the reaction around the NFL. And again, it extended well beyond that. The Bills actually shared the same ownership with the Buffalo Sabres hockey team. And their players honored Hamlin last night before their game wearing shirts that read love for three upon their arrival to the arena. Fans also held signs in support of Hamlin during pregame warmups. And there was a moment of silence before the national anthem. So our coverage of this story will continue all morning long. And we will turn our attention to some of the other news around the National Football League as we continue next. Back to Aaron Rodgers. We know he had one of his worst games of the season against the Lions. We'll tell you one reason things will be different Sunday night. Plus, the Eagles coach Nick Sirianni knows his team needs Jalen Hurts. But there's one thing the quarterback has to do before he can play on Sunday. We'll tell you what that is. And Lamar Jackson hasn't played in exactly a month. We'll tell you why Ravens fans should be very, very concerned as we get up with you this morning on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. And the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. 
Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're back on Get Up, and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have fought all the way back. Their team was 4-8. Felt like their season was over. Now they're a play-in-your-way-in scenario against the Lions on Sunday night. Rodgers was talking about it yesterday with Pat McAfee. I always felt like as long as we're mathematically alive, then we're in it. And even at four and eight, I said, if we just get this one, you never know what can happen. And then we get another one. You never know what can happen. It's like, well, now what are you going to say? You know, okay, now you're going to change the whole narrative. Oh, now nobody wants to see the Packers in the playoffs. I got it. Uh, so if you follow along with the narrative, you really ride this crazy roller coaster throughout the season. I never really have. A lot of people have done a lot of things for us. Now nobody needs to do anything for us except us winning a game against a real good opponent at home on Sunday night. Uh, Candidly, their season has been ridiculous. I mean, it's impossible to explain the season that they have had, and there's only one way for it to finish Sunday night. They're going to win this game, aren't they, (laughs) D-Way? Yeah, they are. They are. They're they're absolutely going to win this game. And when you watch, when you look at the Green Bay Packers, right, like the crazy thing is we haven't even seen, like, MVP Aaron Rodgers this whole season. He's been better, but he hasn't been like the, 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 the guy that we've been mm-hmm. accustomed to seeing. They've been doing this. Their defense has been taking the ball away, and they've been running the football. If the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers make the playoffs, I think the scary part is, imagine if Aaron Rodgers takes it to the next level. Imagine that. Remember, they've only those two rookie receivers, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, they haven't really played together yeah, at yeah. all this mm-hmm. year. So if they go into the playoffs and they hit in their stride, combined with everything else that I'm talking about, Green Bay could be very scary. I have ridden the roller coaster that he's talking about all year long. They were up, they were down, they were good, they were finished. They were finished a million times. There's only one way for this thing to end. Yeah, the roller coaster has been fun. Their defense played well, and the secondary in particular was incredible. If they can continue to do that, they are going to be a problem. And you're right, if Aaron Rodgers, he shows glimpses of the old Aaron Rodgers in the course of these games, but he has not quite reached that level that we've come to expect. And their history has been really overperforming the regular season mm-hmm. and then underperforming the yeah. postseason. Yep. So maybe they're trying a new recipe. That's good. <laughs> they figured it out. What, is that, what does that mean we always see where the guy's going like this? <laughs> I see. If we win all the games in the regular season, it doesn't go well right. in January. So let's be 4-8 and eight and then get hot as can be and all of a sudden not only make the playoffs but be very dangerous when we get there. Yeah, gee, I got to backpedal on the Aaron Rodgers slander. I, I just do. This, I, I is, mean, big. this is, no, big this is big. No, this is big because I, I wanted to bury the Green Bay Packers for dead a few weeks back. I I thought that they should ship the cars home. But based on what we've seen in this four-game span, I think the best thing that Aaron Rodgers has done is not turn the football over. The guy's got five touchdowns to two turnovers. You look at the first 12 games of the season, 13 giveaways from Aaron Rodgers. So I think he made things exponentially harder for everybody involved, including that defense. But since they've gone on this run since week 13, you're talking about their defense being eighth 
in points allowed and third in defensive efficiency, right behind the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. So this is a team that's trending in the right direction, yeah. and it feels like with the momentum that they're building, they can make some noise in the postseason. I'm, I'm enjoying this roller coaster ride, but I feel like I have to throw a little bit of cold water uh, on it. Like uh, I, I was having a conversation with Bill Barnwell yesterday, and he reminded me that the teams that they have beaten are not very good. And the one kind of good team that they that they beat was the Miami Dolphins. And what happened at the end of that game was three consecutive interceptions from a guy who was dealing with a brain injury. Yeah. So it was not the same quarterback. So we could be getting ahead of ourselves about how good the Packers are now because the, the, the other good win that they have on there is a team that we all know isn't good in the Minnesota Vikings. But, but every team that they beat, we decided – they lost two. We decided they were bad teams. They yeah. were losing. Yeah. You play, yeah. you win. I mean, they're you know, the NFC, win. which is yeah, a weaker Dominic's conference. commentary just now, all but guaranteed they're winning this week. Yeah. Right? That, 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 right. That's what that tells me. No, I, I, you're welcome. No, what is so fascinating about this, first off, Aaron Rodgers, the narrative is not the roller coaster. Your play, the team's play, is the roller coaster, <laughs> yeah. which is what we are reacting to. But give them credit. I think the best thing about the Packers right now is, to your point, you don't need Aaron Rodgers of old. Mm-hmm. I need Aaron Rodgers super confident, talking to Pat McAfee about, like, look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> we'd, we'd be here. You know what I mean? Like, that he is so resolute and calm. And he has his whole team believing. It, complimentary football is going to be why the Packers are dangerous, not just Aaron Rodgers. I will say, matchups matter. Yeah. Yes. They don't want to see them boys from the Bay again. Well, nobody, okay. nobody wants yeah, to see them. Yeah, nobody yeah, wants to see them. Nobody wants to see them boys from the Bay again. And, and that is the overwhelming likeliest scenario. Yeah. If the Packers get in, they're going to be the seventh seed. The likeliest scenario is that San Francisco is the two seed. But they'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to give Chris Canty credit. For the backpedaling. That is do big. the rest of us have to do any of that? Look, oh, how, I do, this for season, sure. Hello, it's he's not a bad leader. They're not oh, yeah. leading. Fire. We need to see Jordan Love. With that, that seems unlikely now, right? <laughs> Mop-up duty in the second half. I don't think Jordan Love's going to get a whole <laughs> lot of action. What do we no, think? No, I think everybody um, should say we were wrong about the potential of this team. But we're reacting to what this team puts out on the field. And what we weren't seeing was vintage Aaron Rodgers. We weren't seeing consistency from the offense. They have a good run game. Then all of a sudden, they're not leading on the run as much. The defense has been inconsistent. As long as they play complementary football, they are dangerous. Well, I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers... I don't owe him any apologies or backpedaling because I feel like I was defending him in that team, but I didn't think it was possible that they could get back in the running because right. I thought they had d- dug too deep a hole. Right. I was projected to next year, like, yeah, they're going to be a competitive right. team, but they do have a chance this year in part because the NFC isn't as strong. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't think they were going to put together an identity at this point in the season. Like, usually through the first three quarters of the season, you know who a team is, but the fact is they're leaning into the run game. They're averaging over 30 rush attempts a game, and Greeny, I gave you the stat a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. When they they run the ball 25 times or more. This team is 8-2. and two. When they don't, they don't win. So I think they're leaning into that, which also helps out their defense, and that's why we've seen this late-season swoon and they've been able to put together some wins. I almost feel like we need to, to apologize, if only for laughing, coming out of every soundbite that we played from him, <laughs> from McAfee, all season long. We sat here laughing on Wednesday he morning. Was funny. You know it was what? funny. He who laughs last laughs best. They're going to laugh their way into the playoffs yeah. on Sunday night. All right, we roll on here on Get Up. By the way, you know what else Rodgers loves? The Milwaukee Bucks and his favorite player is that man, Giannis Antetokounmpo, continuing a string of what have been unbelievable NBA performances this year. Here-
here we go, turning it over and turning it up. Lazy pass, but I'm happy to have it. Giannis in open court, everyone loves it. And he was just getting started. This is the Bucks Ooh. against the Wizards. Ooh. It's really Giannis mm. against the Wizards. Look at the left hand, and then how about this move with the left hand, Chris Canty, as Giannis works inside in traffic. I mean, once he gets the ball in a restricted area, there's no stopping him. He's the most dominant player in the NBA in that point of the paint. Dingwood, what are you going to do with this? Nothing. Nothing. I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Even the big foot like me, I'm getting out of the way. <laughs> now look at him. Time to count the defenders. One, two, three. No problem. 55 for Giannis. Ten rebounds, seven assists. Bucks win. And we've got NBA action for you tonight. I'll be back here uh, after Giannis's game. They'll go up against the Raptors tonight, and then we'll go to L.A. for LeBron and the Lakers taking on Jimmy Buckets and the Heat. We'll start your night with NBA Countdown tonight at 7. All right, the Eagles have been a different team without Jalen Hurts. His coach wants him to play, but there's one condition, and you'll hear what that is next. Get up on ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back on Get Up. And, of course, the race for the number one seed in the NFC is still very much up for grabs entering the final week of the season. The Eagles are in control of their fate. For the third straight week, a win would secure them home field advantage. But for the third straight week, their chances perhaps ride on the health of their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. We'll see where that goes. Meanwhile, the 49ers will play Arizona. They have a 90% chance to win that game, according to our analytics. And if they do... They would need a Philadelphia loss to be the number one seed. Otherwise, they're two. And then there's the Cowboys, who still have a chance at clinching the division and the number one seed. That would be if Philly loses and San Francisco loses. So here's Jerry Jones on whether or not there's any consideration for resting his starters Sunday. There's too much to play for. We should go out and play uh, and uh, uh, know that we've got two weeks before we have a playoff game. All right, so I got a lot of people sitting here at this desk, particularly this one immediately to my right, who I remember making deep playoff runs on a number of different occasions. The Dallas Cowboys, should they be playing all of their starters this weekend in a game that could wind up netting them the number one seed? But I would make an argument it's very unlikely. Absolutely. Play everybody. Play everybody. Have we, did you see how the Dallas Cowboys looked last week? <laughs> did you see that? Yeah. I mean, against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. When they were basically like when all their players were resting and they were basically scrapped, you know, scrapped by mm-hmm. against the, the JV squad of the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. That is not the way you want to go into the postseason. So Greeny, this nonsense that you're talking about with, with benching everybody. Nah, nah, bro. You know what? You know how they would look even worse, Kmart? You know how they would look even worse? With Tony Pollard hurt, or C.D. Lamb hurt, or Dak Prescott hurt, or Trayvon Diggs hurt, Mm -hmm. or Micah Parsons hurt. Don't put those guys on Mm -hmm. the field Sunday. Right. I'm with you, but you can't think like that. Why not? Because if you went into every game thinking like, oh, well, guys could get hurt, you'd never play a game. Have you met me? (laughs) (laughs) Fair point. Fair point. I think momentum is a – 
is a very real thing this late in the season. And because of how we've seen Dallas play, whether we're talking about them against the Texans, mm -hmm. uh, you're just talking about the, the Titans. Um, this is a Dallas team where everyone we were talking about as favorites now seems to be sort of scuffling along at the end. <laughs> yep. And that, to me, is a little concerning. And the Cowboys have a lot of areas, whether it be Dak and, Dak and the interceptions, the defense, all run defense, all these things that you want to see the clean up be before the playoffs start. All right, point of parliamentary procedure. Let me show the odds, okay? <laughs> Let me show you how little the Cowboys have to play for. What they need is for Philadelphia to lose. The Eagles are a 14-point favorite this weekend against a Giants team whose coach has basically made it clear. I'm suiting up at corner this weekend <laughs> for them, okay? Right. The Giants aren't playing anybody. Philly is going to win that game, so you're not winning the division. Forget about San Francisco, because once the Eagles win, what the Niners do doesn't matter, and they're a two-touchdown favorite. So, you want a bye week if you're the Cowboys? Take it this Sunday. I hate that I that I disagree with the Super Bowl champion, and I agree with wow. the talk show host. Yeah, wow. wow. it bothers me. Wow. So I'm sorry, and you want a Super Bowl too to sell, and you're going to be on this side. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm wrong, but I. I the idea of being healthy, and Kimberly, you talked about momentum. I'm not sure that I buy momentum, but if there is momentum, the Cowboys' momentum is going in the wrong direction, so right. they that, need to stop. Right. They need to stop. <laughs> reset. Take a reset right. and try to redirect yes. this momentum in the right direction. I do think that we fail to appreciate how important or how impactful injuries are mm -hmm. on um, a football season and who ends up winning the championship. We know how important that buy is in the first round of the playoffs, and if you can manufacture one because you've earned it or because the circumstances have put you in that situation, Mm -hmm. I think it's better to be healthy than hot, uh, in my view. And they can, they're not a young team. They're not kids. They're a team that's been in playoff games and has a veteran quarterback. They'll be fine. If you told me that I thought they had a real shot at winning the division, I would feel differently. Yeah. But there's no way the Eagles lose that game. There's just they no need way. The Eagles okay, to lose, and they need the 49ers okay, well, Somebody clip this. Greeny saying there's no way. Because now I feel like you just put in bed Juju out there. <laughs> the, KOD, the kiss of death. <laughs> And the games are at the same time because the league schedule, they did a very good job scheduling all that at the same time. Chris Canty, would you want to play? If you're a player on the Cowboys this weekend, knowing exactly what the circumstances are, and Mike McCarthy said, what do you think I should do? What would you tell him? Players need to play, Greeny. And the Cowboys have a lot to clean up. And I get that it seems like there's nothing to play for. But you can't tell the 2007 Giants that because they clinched the week before the regular season mm -hmm. finality. They went out and played the New England Patriots in a loss, but that loss gave them the confidence that they needed to go on a run and win the chip mm -hmm. ultimately. And that's what it is about for the Dallas Cowboys. But when you look at how their defense is playing and how their quarterback is turning the ball over, it gives you a lot of concern about what they're going to be able to do once they get to the postseason, especially considering their first-round matchup with the GOAT, Tom Brady. So I think there's a lot to be gained by playing against the Washington Commanders in terms of cleaning up some of the things that they've got to clean up. Quick thought, because you look like you're laughing. No, this just goes – if y'all whole thinking is – out of sight, out of mind. Like if we just get, like rest everybody, just out of sight as no. far as potential, you know, Dak interceptions or defense getting ran through. Feel, we just gonna rest everybody know. and hope that magically that it'll everything will start working. They've had out. No. 17 weeks. Yeah, if they haven't figured it out by now, <laughs> doing one more game ain't gonna fix it. What could happen, what's likely to happen, is someone is 100% going to get nicked up in this game. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have my team healthy and going into the playoffs then pretend like we're going to solve all the problems right. that we had for 17 weeks this week against the Washington football team.
what he said. Plus, <laughs> let me add another thing. Let me ask you a question. You ever have a late season bye while you were playing? Oh. Do you ever team? You ever be on a team that had a, a bye really late in the I season? I, I, I you must have, right? Yeah. How good did you feel the next week? I still feel terrible. <laughs> okay. yeah, exactly. exactly. I still right. Feel right. 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 That's the whole point. Okay. Yeah. 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 All, right. Right. All right. I moved to strike. I moved to strike those comments from the record. All right. In the meantime, we stay in the division because the Eagles have some decisions to make. Their coach, Nick Sirianni, said this yesterday about his injured quarterback, Jalen Hurts. It just goes back to Jalen being healthy enough to play, right? Every game's big. I mean, shoot, the last two games were, were big, too. But Jalen wasn't quite there yet to be ready to play. If Jalen's ready to play health-wise, then we'll play him. That will always, always be my first requirement is if the player is healthy enough to play and we don't put him at risk to, to put his body in danger just because we perceive it as a must-win. Okay, this one is vastly different. This one feels very different to me because of all of the unique circumstances. Let's start with the information as we have it, Kmart. What is your sense of whether or not we will see Jalen Hurts on Sunday? It's, uh, it's really unclear right now. And the way Nick Sirianni is talking about it is he was this close. So the inclination is, okay, well, he was this close. We're going to see him this weekend. If we don't see Jalen Hurts like at practice again on the field, you're going to know that he was really never that close. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, to me, is what would be concerning. Because as much as Dominique wants to poo-poo momentum, I do think there's a reality to it. I do think this team playing without their quarterback and some of the issues we've seen offensively, I think you, you do need to have Jalen Hurts healthy on the field as they go into the postseason. All right, so this one to me is the diametric opposite of the previous one. This one you are playing for the one seed, win and you control it. So this one I think you do treat like a playoff game. I think unless Jalen Hurts is just too hurt to play, I think you play him and everybody else. It's hard for me to believe that he's too hurt to play because he finished the game that he was hurt in. Mm. So, like, I think Jalen Hurts does play in this game because they need to win this game. And I'm sure he's pushing the play. Mm -hmm. And I think that Nick Sirianni said all the right things, Mm -hmm. like the health comes first. Mm -hmm. No, (laughs) he's going out there to play. The scary thing about the Jalen Hurts situation to me is not the type of player he'll be, but the type of game that they'll call Mm. because they're going to be careful with him and they're probably going to take a lot of the design quarterback runs out of the offense and that's a big part of their offense. So it's not just for this week, but it's for their run through the playoffs. Without Lane Johnson and without a dynamic running threat at quarterback, this team is not the favorites that they were a few weeks ago. How about it though? As far as this weekend is concerned, Chris, do you treat this like a playoff game? Do you suit him up if he can go at all? Yeah, you have to because based on the season that they've had, they should have championship aspirations, Mm -hmm. and it's always better to be one of four teams in your conference that has a chance to go, rather than one of seven, and that's exactly what happens when you get the one seed, Mm -hmm. because that's a win in the wild card weekend, because you don't play until the divisional round, and you have home field throughout. So when you look at the landscape of the NFC, the teams that we think are contenders, the Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, you'd much rather have those games in your building, and you also want to have Jalen Hurts be show that he can be the threat that we've seen throughout the majority of the season because if he can't be a focal point in the running game as well as that dynamic passer, that changes how you defend that Philadelphia Eagles offense. And Nick just kind of changed up my thought, so I want to ask you this question, D. Wood, just from a bigger perspective. It's one thing for him to play. It's another thing for him to be able to do everything that he generally does, and that means a lot more than just throwing the football. Mm -hmm. If he can't be that, I'm not talking about Sunday against the Giants, can this team win the Super Bowl, which is the only successful outcome to the season they've had, if he isn't at his dynamic best? I don't think so. 
I, I think you, we've seen it. Look at their offense now hmm. without Jalen Hurts in there. With, it ain't the system. It's not the system. That's right. Like Jalen Hurts bring a to, he brings a totally different dynamic to the offense. I always say when you got a running quarterback, now you're playing eleven on eleven. It's a totally different ball game than a quarterback, just a, a, a traditional drop back quarterback. That's the element he brings to the Philadelphia Eagles. And on top of that, like. They need the number one seed in the worst way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They need guys healthy. If they're not healthy, they're not winning it. I didn't mean to interrupt Pastor Wood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pastor so Wood but, but the first lady of the congregation yeah. had something to say. Do, we're looking at a 49ers team that is literally on their third quarterback. Yeah. And we are saying the Eagles, who we have said are the best team in the NFL for a long time. We've said this most of the season. Now, if, if Gardner Minch, like, they desperately need Jalen Hurts to play in week 18 or else I don't know what's going to happen to them. That, to me, is troubling. Because hmm. how, like, I feel like that brings into the question. No, 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 no. The, but I think, the but I think when you look, the, 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 the anomaly. The anomaly yeah. in this situation. Yeah. So, I think because so much of it is Kyle Shanahan. Right. Like, Kyle Shanahan basically, like, I think Kyle, the Fort Kyle and the 49ers are pretty much like unlike any other team. They literally say, like, we don't need a superstar quarterback. We can plug guys in and just just operate the system. They yeah. sure and you'll be good. There's no question, but listen. You bring it, you, yeah. Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, those guys Nick come in. Mullins. They, they Nick Mullins. Yeah, those Nick guys Mullins. come in operating the system. A lot of it's Kyle Shanahan. A lot of it's Nicky Bosa, too. And, and, <laughs> that's right. And, I mean, the, the Eagles just won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as their quarterback just yeah. a few years ago. We've seen stranger things happen, but I wouldn't bet on any of them. As we continue in a moment, we have another quarterback situation to deal with. It's been a month since we've seen Lamar in a game, and judging by his coach's tone, we may not see him again anytime soon. What the actual heck is going on in Baltimore. We have that answer next. And we come to one of the most interesting situations in the NFL, and that is Lamar Jackson's status for this weekend's game against Cincinnati. He's missed four straight after hurting his knee December 4th. Listen to John Harbaugh earlier this week when he was asked if he expects Jackson to practice this week. Listen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an expectation until I hear more today. If he's not practicing this week, does that jeopardize about him, about his playing availability for the postseason at all? I wouldn't make any commitment along those lines. Going through it. I so wish you could have all seen this through it. Why, why are we exhausted. laughing at that? Why, why, D. Wood, why are we laughing? Because John Harbaugh ain't with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not, and I said something different in the yeah. break, but he's not with it anymore. <laughs> John, Ball, John Harbaugh is fed up. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's, pl- he's played along with it for, you know, when it, at, at the beginning. But we listen, as players, we all know, like, coaches – they know, like Coach, like man, you healthy enough to play. You know you should be out there playing with everybody else out here injured. And listen, if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not stepping back on that field unless I am 100 mm-hmm. percent. Because it, you know everyone will talk about that Prescott. That Prescott got paid after that, but that Prescott's game isn't Lamar Jackson's game. Mm-hmm. Like everything is built around Lamar Jackson and his style of play and his legs are so much a part of his game 
I'm not I'm not messing up my bag because you you know you putting up a hissy fit in the press conference trying to get me back out there to play. No sir. I mean, I think living life without Lamar Jackson will make you look like that. Once you have experience, because yeah. if you remember, they were very bad at football when they had Joe Flacco. Lamar yeah. Jackson showed up. They win six games in a row and get mm -hmm. to the playoffs. Since then, John Harbaugh has had Lamar Jackson with him for most games, and it changes things. It's a, you get he accustomed to that. Yes. You get accustomed to things, and now yes. they're like, nah, go back, go figure it out with Snoop. It's a little bit different. Because think about John Harbaugh with Lamar. I love you, man. I love you, Lamar. <laughs> like, that man looks so happy just to have Lamar, and he looks broken and tired. And I think for a head coach, you understand the business side of it. But, but at some point as the head coach, you're trying to win games. And that business side upstairs is now messing up what we're trying to do down here. And this is, this is a whole saga of from the offseason we were talking about. We all thought. Lamar would get paid before the season even started. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we are at the, the conclusion of the regular season and we are here, I would look like John Harbaugh as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, since Lamar got hurt, the Baltimore Ravens offense, 10 points, 16 points, 3 points, 17 points, 13 points. And it's not just it's hard points. to win games yeah. in this league like that, Jim. Right. And we talked about it coming into the second half of the season. They had the easiest strength of schedule of anybody in the National Football League, and yet they have a hard time coming by wins. And if you're John Harbaugh with the team that you have right now, without having that missing piece in Lamar Jackson that puts you over the top, it's hard to do your job as a head coach. Then let me ask you a direct and I acknowledge difficult question to which you do not know the answer, but you can take a, an educated guess. If Lamar Jackson had the contract that he wanted last season, would he be playing right now? Yeah, it's easy to put myself on the line when I have a guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson does. Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way, I've got an MVP, which Deshaun Watson doesn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the baggage off the field that Deshaun Watson does. Right. So why haven't you paid me? Why haven't you compensated me? Mm -hmm. If you've built this entire thing around me, mm -hmm. why haven't you given me my true value mm -hmm. representative in the contract? That's the issue right now. And you have to understand that that's going to factor into the math with any decision that the player makes moving forward. We okay with that, D. Wood? We okay? Again, we cannot, I am not inside of Lamar Jackson's body. I'm not inside his knee. I don't know the situation. But if indeed we believe that that is a factor in all of this, is everyone okay with it? Are all the teammates okay with it? Everyone okay with it? Are you okay with it? <laughs> am I okay with yeah, it? Are you okay with it? If he's healthy enough to play and he's not because the team didn't give him the contract. I, 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 I mean, I, as a player, as a player, no, I wouldn't be okay with it. I would not be okay with it. Because my whole thing is, my whole thing is like, business needs to be taken care of. Now. Once, once, fo once football rolls around, we got, we got. You on your own, yeah. you on your own. No, 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 First lady and bishop, but but we here's where the dividing line is today. Um, I understand the optics of it because Lamar, without a contract, was at practices, like started the season, like he was on the field, and he said, "I love you know, I want to be here. I have to be here." So it does look a little odd now that we're at the end, and all of a sudden, if he's healthy and he's not showing up, but that is where you and I diverge because I think at some point you have to do, you have to use whatever leverage. And we thought he had all the leverage to your point of this whole offense, John Harbaugh saying, trusting Lamar in situations like go for it. Like they built this whole thing around Lamar and, and that was supposed to be enough leverage. And right now it isn't. Granny, I said before the season, 
Lamar, Lamar Jackson shouldn't step on the grass until you had a contract. Mm-hmm. I said that. I, that's, and I said that, and I just kept pounding, pounding the table about that. He should not step on the blade of grass until the contract is done. And the fact that, okay, we've seen Lamar Jackson play this year. We've seen him play a lot of football this year. And now when it's, you know, we get down to the nitty-gritty right, right. now. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess as, 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 a team, as a teammate, Lamar Jackson has been in pl- plenty nitties and gritties, so I don't need him to prove nothing to me. Um, I think we should be clear that the – he says he's injured, so we believe we that right, right. he is injured. We're saying hypothetically in a situation like this. If I were in a situation like this and I was on the team, I like when it's with the business and it's about the money. Like I, you do what you got to do, man. Like I understand, and it's different because. This is not a Super Bowl caliber yeah, team. That, that is true. This is not the. They can't the, think that. This is not the 14th team. Yeah, that's, 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 that's fair. Are you that's thinking fair. we can't win I, the Super Bowl? No. I mean, I'm sure they. Uh, you you got to know, but. Oh, I mean, uh, you can't think that, though, Nick. But what I will say is I this. Mean, you, you got can, one you I can't, don't. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Stop yourself, man. But what you, what you can't do as a player is make assumptions about someone else's health, right? Yeah. If Lamar Jackson yeah. is yeah. saying that he can't go out there and play, for whatever reason, you have to you have to own that. You have to accept that as a teammate. That's but true. in just yeah. looking at it, as close as he is to free agency and what's going to happen this offseason and potentially getting the long-term financial security that he and his family want, you would understand why he would make conservative decisions at this point. <laughs> why risk it? You're and talking you're, about you're a knee liquid yeah. injury we, we for a about mobile it. quarterback. We talk about it like it's binary, like either you're healthy or you're not, not healthy. Right. right now, when you don't have the contract, if you have the contract, maybe if you're 60%, exactly. you go out there. You, you do have a contract, uh, maybe you need a lower percentage. So, like, understanding that this could impact him going forward, if he goes out there and yeah. – yeah. Exaggerates the or exacerbates the injury even more. They're gonna use then, that against him. Then where's yes. his leverage in negotiation? If you're a teammate, you might look at this as this is an Eric DaCosta Bashadi problem, not an yeah. issue I have with Lamar. Yeah. Look, the reality is all sides knew what they were getting into right. when they began this, this season, season without yes. the contract. This is sort of the bed they have made, and now they are sleeping in it. Meanwhile, we've got a jam-packed weekend coming your way. Uh, we got week uh, 18 in the NFL. we got Chiefs, Raiders, Titans, Jags. Then we have the FCS championship game on ABC. And then Monday night, the national championship game between Georgia and TCU. What a weekend of sports coming up here on ESPN. All right, as we continue, Aaron Rodgers got a game to forget earlier this year against the Lions. We'll tell you why you should expect things to be much different on Sunday night. That's next. This is Get Up on ESPN.